If you're having a hard time losing weight, or if you feel tired all the time, or if you're constantly dealing with some kind of health issues, or if you have trouble sleeping, then listen to this episode all the way to the end because what I'm about to share with you can absolutely change your habits and transform your life. Welcome to Cheers to Progress. I'm your host, Zuzka Light. I'm sure you have noticed that there are a lot of contradicting opinions out there when it comes to our diet, fitness, and health, especially when it comes to our diet. However, there is something that experts as well as research seem to agree on. They all agree that the very foundation and the two most important aspects of our overall health and fitness is high-intensity exercise that builds lean muscles and good amount of quality sleep on a daily basis. Now, don't say that you knew that, not just yet, because it turns out that most people don't know the big why, why it's actually important. What does it do to our body when we don't do it right? And how to optimize both. I can promise you that after listening to this episode, you will have a different perspective when it comes to exercise and sleep. And most likely, you won't be skipping your workouts anymore. Because after you listen to this episode, it's going to be pretty clear to you that if these two habits are not optimized, then anything else you do for your health and fitness is going to be pretty much a wasted effort because you might be driving yourself absolutely crazy, trying to figure out the best diet and torturing yourself with counting macros and calories or trying all kinds of other things to increase your energy and improve your health. And if it's not working, then it's because the foundation on which you're trying to build on is unstable. If you build a strong foundation, then all of the other things you do for your health and fitness will be supported and they will finally work. I'll give you an example. I just recently posted a video about the health benefits of doing regular cold plunge and cold showers. And this is an amazing additional strategy. And it feels like magic when you have the foundation for it because it's magnified. The effects of the cold plunge are magnified by having that strong foundation. But when the foundation is missing or when it's really, really crappy, then the benefits from these additional strategies are not going to be very significant. And the same thing is with diet. There are plenty of people out there, and you might be one of them, that are trying their best to eat really well, and yet they're not seeing significant changes in their fitness or health. Let's talk about the why why we need to focus on exercise and sleep first and the what. What does it do to our body when we don't do it right? Look at sleep and exercise as the perfect opposites that's supposed to work together as a team, like yin and yang, like feminine and masculine energy. These two have to work in harmony with each other, balance each other out and support each other because when they do, it's a complete game changer for your overall fitness and health. So let's first take a look at what actually happens when we don't sleep well 
and then we'll talk about how exercise plays a role in it. So first of all, our quality and length of sleep influences the way our body metabolizes the food we eat. The food we eat can either be used for energy or stored as fat. A single night of bad or insufficient amount of sleep can cause the cells in our body to become insulin resistant. And the body's ability to dispose glucose decreases by 40%. And here's the issue. Any excess glucose that the body can't dispose of becomes first of all toxic for us in our body and it creates systemic inflammation which is at the root cause of most diseases. And also this excess glucose turns into fat. So a single night of bad sleep has a huge effect on our metabolism and overall health and makes your body 40% more prone to making you store fat. So even though diet is important, of course, but at least you can see that it is possible to eat healthy and still be gaining weight and have health issues if you don't get enough good quality sleep. Now let's look at how exercise can help us here. So we know that glucose disposal is a big issue. We need to be able to get rid of the excess glucose because if it stays in our bloodstream, it makes us sick and it makes us gain fat. So lack of sleep decreases our ability to dispose of glucose by whooping 40%. But listen to this, Exercise is the best tool that we currently have to combat the effect of bad quality sleep on glucose metabolism. And here is how. When you build lean muscles with regular high-intensity exercise, you will automatically create an incredibly efficient way to get rid of the excess glucose, even at rest, because your skeletal muscle is the main site in your body for glucose disposal. 40% of the glucose in your body goes to your muscles and is stored as glycogen, which means that individuals who don't have quality muscle mass are very inefficient at losing weight because they're constantly fighting this issue of excess glucose. When you have muscles, you can store glucose in the form of glycogen and use it for energy when you exercise. Without the lean muscle, there is nowhere the body can store the excess glucose besides fat cells. And getting the body to become efficient at burning fat for energy is not an easy task to begin with. And this is why people who do things like moderate cardio and light exercise such as yoga or pilates can still have a very hard time maintaining their ideal weight as well as optimal health because their training doesn't support the growth of lean muscle mass. It's also important to know that it's not enough to have muscles. It's about the quality of the muscle. If the muscle is weak and marbled with fat, then it's kind of useless. Quality muscle means that the muscle is strong and conditioned with regular strength training and high intensity interval training. In other words, you need to build a muscle that can generate force. There is a study that Peter Atia talks about in his new book called Outlive, which I greatly recommend. What a great book. And 
This study found that people with lower muscle mass had 40 to 50% greater risk of dying of all cause. But this study also found that it's not just the lean muscle mass that's important, but also the strength of the muscle that matters. People with low muscle mass, low strength and metabolic syndrome, which kind of goes hand in hand when you don't exercise, showed over three times as much a risk of all-cause mortality. Now, this is not just about dying sooner. This also means having a high percentage of risk of any disease and illness that can start way sooner than you think. But of course, it all starts with smaller health issues here and there and the inability to maintain a healthy weight, especially as we get older. But age is not the issue. We don't get sick because we're getting older. I mean, we all have to die one day, but we might get sick just before we die, when we're really old. But it doesn't mean that we have to become fragile and die slowly over the course of decades and have a poor quality of life. It really is up to us. And as Peter Atiyah says, there's no other intervention or drug that can compete with the benefits of regular exercise. And of course, he also talks about how the right amount of good quality sleep is equally important. So now let's talk about how having a good amount of quality muscle mass increases our energy levels, because that's a very important thing to remember when you're low on energy. Now, pay attention because this is when it all comes together and it's going to make a difference in how you feel about exercise just in general. Our muscles make up 40 to 50% of our total mass, which means our muscles contain a lot of mitochondria. The main function of mitochondria is to produce energy. Our organs, such as heart or brain, need a lot of mitochondria and healthy mitochondria to function. The less mitochondria we have, the less energy we'll be able to produce. In other words, the less mitochondria you have, the more tired you're going to be. And your organs won't have enough energy to function optimally, which then results in all kinds of health issues. The other important thing to remember is this. People who have a lot of mitochondria and healthy mitochondrial function tend to be lean and have more quality muscle to fat ratio because mitochondria regulates insulin sensitivity and metabolizes fat. You can't have healthy metabolism and metabolic flexibility with low functioning mitochondria. But it also works the other way around. If you're not getting enough quality sleep, then your insulin levels will be high. When insulin is high, you can't transport fat into mitochondria or the fat goes into mitochondria, but it doesn't get broken down. It just sits there and converts into several inflammatory and toxic byproducts. And these byproducts can create cells that are resistant to insulin, which then leads to all kinds of metabolic diseases, obesity, impaired cognitive function, and it speeds up aging. Lack of quality sleep damages our mitochondria. Now, I'm sure that your biggest question right now is, okay, how do I get this mitochondria? I want healthy mitochondria and I want a lot of it. 
How do I get it? Maybe you've heard the expression, energy creates energy. If you haven't, write it down somewhere where you can see it every day because nothing is more accurate when it comes to exercise and mitochondria. If you want more energy, you need to create it. Even a single session of exercise sends signals to increase the creation of new mitochondria and triggers the recycling of old damaged mitochondria. There is just no better intervention out there that can create this accelerated turnover and improve your mitochondrial health and density. The more lean, strong muscle mass you have due to regular training, the more quality mitochondria you have. And more research is coming out about the therapeutic effect of high intensity interval exercise on the bioenergetics of our mitochondria. Not to mention that regular exercise improves the quality of our sleep. So the next time you start telling yourself that you're too tired to do a workout, remember how silly it is to say that. Now that you know that you can't wait around for more energy to magically appear, you need exercise even more on those days when you feel low on energies. So now, maybe you don't need to do a high-intensity workout when you're tired, but definitely start with moderate-intensity workouts. It should feel challenging, but doable. And eventually, you want to work your way up to doing three to five high-intensity workouts a week, which should include strength training as well as high-intensity interval training. And of course, that doesn't mean that you don't need to exercise for those remaining two to four days. You need to move or exercise every day. So always aim for two to four days of aerobic activity and three to five days of high intensity interval training or, or strength training. Now remember that this split can look slightly different every week. I personally go for three high intensity workouts, two moderate intensity and two aerobic activity days. And I do resistance training for about two to three times a week and high intensity intervals for two to three times a week. And then for the aerobic activity days, I just try to go outside. I focus more on mobility and some light form of exercise. So now let's say that you're really motivated to start exercising and maybe some of you are excited to lose some weight. It's very important to remember that if you're losing weight, while not getting sufficient amount of quality sleep, then 60% of that weight loss will come from lean muscle and not fat. This is not a good thing. We already know why. We need to build more muscles if we want to lose fat long term and be healthy and have more energy. Muscles are the focal point of our metabolism. So if we lose muscle, we slow down our metabolism. That means your body won't be as efficient in burning calories. And on top of that, individuals that are sleep deprived are going to have spikes in the hunger hormone ghrelin and have more cravings. And especially for junk food, that's high in unhealthy fat and carbohydrates, which means that any weight loss will be only temporary because you can't sustain weight loss if your metabolism is slowing down and your hunger goes up. And one last thing to remember is that insufficient sleep lowers our mitochondrial function and density. And we already know that it's going to be very hard to lose fat without the sufficient amount of healthy mitochondria. 
On the other hand, if we do optimize our sleep, then we'll supercharge our muscle building ability because the release of hormones involved in muscle repair and protein synthesis such as growth hormone and testosterone and IGF-1 occurs mainly during sleep. And of course, this will also increase the health and density of our mitochondria. So I want to talk a little bit about the growth hormone because it's basically considered an anti-aging hormone and it starts to decline over the age of 40, especially in women that don't exercise at high intensity. The growth hormone contributes to burning fat for fuel, increasing our lean muscle mass and bone mineral density. And most of our growth hormone is released during our first cycle of slow wave sleep. You can get the best quality of the slow wave sleep before midnight. This is also why it's not great for our fitness and health to stay up for too long. So if you go to bed later than usual, or if the first sleep cycle is disturbed, it will affect the growth hormone release. Also during menopause, women often experience insomnia because estrogen and melatonin levels drop, but women who exercise at high intensity regularly and have higher muscle to fat ratio don't have or have very mild symptoms of menopause, such as hot flashes or night sweats that can disturb the sleep. So there you can see it again, that regular exercise that builds lean muscle improves your sleep. And your sleep is important to keep building more muscle. It's like I said at the beginning, it's like yin and yang. They work as a team. We are designed to move and exercise our body during the day and rest and rejuvenate at night while we sleep. But of course, if we sit around all day, we're gonna have a hard time sleeping at night and it shouldn't be surprising that we're low on energy and unhealthy and gaining weight. Now, if you're starting off as someone who sleeps poorly, don't wait for more energy to magically appear and don't even wait to have a good night's sleep because that may simply not happen. The good news is that if you do start to exercise, it will automatically start to improve your sleep. And as you already know, exercise creates energy, but it's also very helpful and important to start practicing a good sleep hygiene and use some extra tools and strategies to help you sleep better. First of all, when we eat is very important. Research has found that people who consume more food after 8 p.m. tend to have higher amount of body fat no matter when they go to sleep or how long they sleep. It has also been shown that late eating may increase hunger and tiredness in the morning and also alter our gene expression to favor increased fat storage. Eating or snacking later in the evening, especially if it's sweets or carbs, will elevate our insulin levels, which can stop our growth hormone release. And as we already know, growth hormone is the anti-aging hormone that helps us stay lean. It will also affect the quality of our sleep. So basically, if you don't want to keep increasing your body fat, then it's advisable to stop eating after 8 p.m. How much we eat is important as well. If we eat too much or too little, it will negatively affect our sleep. The rule of thumb 
is to eat slowly until you're comfortably full. Meals that combine high amount of carbs with saturated fat and low fiber are associated with poor quality sleep. An example of that would be hamburger with the bun and fries. And it's not that the saturated fat from the meat is going to cause all the bad sleep. It's the combination with the high amount of carbs. So if you eat, for example, just the beef patty with a bunch of veggies and olive oil, then you'll be fine. And animal-based proteins are a great source of the amino acid tryptophan. Tryptophan is well known as a sleep aid. And it's also recommended to have plenty of protein for dinner, just from the protein synthesis perspective, because it will help your body with muscle building and recovery while you sleep. Now, be aware that caffeine and alcohol can disturb your sleep. If you have your last cup of coffee early in the afternoon, it may not be an issue, but some people can't metabolize coffee very well. So you're just gonna have to experiment to see how it affects you. And when it comes to alcohol, the research have shown that consumption of alcohol suppresses growth hormone, the anti-aging hormone by 75%. It also reduces muscle protein synthesis. In other words, it ruins your muscle gains and fat loss and has negative impact on your liver and kidney function, which also affects your body's ability to detox. Alcohol is a sedative that makes us feel relaxed and sleepy, making us think it's helping us sleep. But being sedated by alcohol or sleeping pills is not the same as having a good quality sleep. People often use alcohol to self-medicate sleep issues, but in reality, it's actually doing the opposite. We may fall asleep faster, but it suppresses our REM sleep throughout the night and it results in poor quality sleep and it robs us of energy. Alcohol consumption also negatively affects our mitochondria, which in itself means lower energy levels. It's also advised to not have any screen time like watching TV or looking at the computer or your phone for at least two to three hours before you go to bed. But that doesn't work for everyone. I personally am not good at that and I'm also not willing to make this change because I actually like to work on my computer at the evening or watch something on TV before I go to bed. But I do wear blue blocking glasses and I put them on usually right after dinner. The other major influence on the quality of our sleep is the room temperature and our body core temperature. If the room we sleep in is too warm or too cold, it will disturb our sleep. So it's important to create an environment that makes us feel just right. Our core body temperature decreases just before we fall asleep and keeps decreasing for about six hours. By lowering our core temperature, we can increase the amount of melatonin that is produced, which leads to better quality sleep. When we have proper circadian function, our body temperature rises again in the morning just before waking up. 
And this is why you hear every wellness influencer and expert talk about heating and cooling bed covers. So I decided to try one of these cooling slash heating mattress toppers as well. Now there are a few different options on the market and you'll just have to find one that works for you financially as well as comfort wise. I'm gonna give you a review of the mattress topper from Perfectly Snack because that's the one I'm test driving right now. Um, it's very easy to set up. You just have to place the topper on top of your bed. Then you put your sheets over it and plug it into an outlet and that's it. There is no extra equipment that you have to make space for in your bedroom. It's uh, only a couple inches thick. It's very comfortable. You can preset the temperature using the free app that comes with it. You can schedule to preheat your bed if you like to be warm when you're falling asleep. And then you can schedule the temperature to slowly start cooling you down. You can also schedule wake up time and have the smart stopper gently wake you up with comfortable heat. And the cool thing is that the smart topper senses your body temperature and can auto adjust the amount of cooling or warming to ensure that you stay comfortable all night. Another awesome feature that I actually haven't seen in other similar products is independent heating for your feet. So you can set the temperature of the topper to be cooler for your body, but keep your feet warm at the same time which I particularly enjoy because my feet do get cold. You can also control the temperature without having to use the app. So if you're ever too cold or too hot in the middle of the night, you don't have to reach for your phone and mess with the app at all. You can adjust the temperature using the buttons on the side of the smart stopper. So, so far I've been enjoying the perfectly snack. This company won the best cooling mattress topper award in 2022 for this product and they have a 30-day return policy so you can try it risk-free for 30 nights and then decide if it's a good fit for you so go check out perfectlysnack.com because now they're offering generous 200 discount for the holiday season which is always nice to take advantage of so I hope this episode was helpful. If it was, make sure to hit the subscribe button, give me thumbs up, and as always, cheers to progress.